Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Giannis, Draymond, the Kings, Brock Purdy. Brack. Brack Purdy, as Cam Newton says. Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. Tago Vailoa. Tago Vailoa. Yeah, <laughs> we did let that one slide in there. <laughs> it was just less egregious. Yeah. Right, because it's a tougher name. Right, so it's a little more understandable. Yeah. To just kind of lack of dollars ago, though. What is it? Lack Lazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazaz
does make you wonder, you know, you, you, you're paying him $15 million a year. Um, that's a really good contract. Like you said earlier, if you wanted to pair that with Harrison Barnes, maybe you can get something else. You might be able to survive without a, a Kevin Herter on this roster if it means that you're improving at, at another spot. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I'm actively putting him on the trade block, mm-hmm. but I think this up and down season has definitely shown that, you know, maybe he's a little bit more expendable than uh, than what I would have previously thought. You know what's interesting as you hear the term shooter shoot, right? Absolutely. And shoot through slumps. Shoot through slumps. And it, it's very obvious that if you just look at the numbers, that if he has gotten it, – it's it's almost as if if he starts out hot, it kind of sets the tone. Yep. Because the way – and we would have to do a deeper dive. But how I'm imagining this happening is he makes his first couple shots and he – because I think sometimes – he almost isn't getting looks because he's not really going to create for yeah, himself. No, he's not creating for himself. Because every time he's in double digits, right, he's never inefficient because the only time he's in double digits is when he shoots to double digits. So right. it does match. Yeah. So these games, these last three games, he never eclipses eight field goals, and that was last game where I think people were just kind of chucking yes, things absolutely. up. And so he got to eight, which was, which was inefficient. He was one for three. But it's almost as if, yeah, he can't. There are just some games where, okay, are we going to – Kevin's going, so let's make him go. Yeah. Are they replacing his spot in the offense with Keegan? I don't know, but it feels like he should be getting a similar amount of shots every game, and whether you make them or not, does you know what I mean? Yeah. He's getting more shots. It's clear that he's either taking more shots after he's hit some – or he's getting featured more if right. he hits some. It's not a blanket statement right. to where he's always getting opportunities. If he does not start out hot, it's either part of it's either on him yep. or it's on the offense for no longer looking for him. And it's really you know how many times has it been Kevin Herter gets hot in the second half. If he's done, yeah, if he's, he's not done, going, he's going. And that's kind of funny enough. That's been kind of the story of the Kings as well. And mm. I don't think that's a coincidence. It's like. I mean, the Kings, with how reliant and one-dimensional, if you will, they've been uh, with the three-point shooting, it feels like even during the games, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if they're not hitting. They're still taking them, but it's – I mean, it's not just Kevin who's taking them, clearly. I mean (coughs) – excuse me. It it feels like – I I don't know. I I think – I don't know if this is just the nature of of shooters because we've seen Kevin Herter last year go through these ups and downs, but – um, it just felt like at least last year the ups lasted a little bit longer than, like I said, the week and a half that it felt like he he had it going, and it felt like the the lows weren't week to two week long lows either. Yeah. So clearly something isn't clicking. It's it's and now the funny thing is you mentioned it to me uh, before the break. the The biggest difference in the past week has been his minutes are starting to get affected. Like you said before. Uh, up until really the past couple games, he was still getting to that 28 to 30 minute mark. These past three games, he's clocked 16 minutes, 17 minutes, and then 16 minutes last night. Again, that's telling me that Mike Brown is no longer, We, you know, Steve Kerr's talked a lot about the leash that he's given uh, Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson just because he believes in their talent and knows that at some point or hopes at some point they're going to turn around and now Steve Kerr even got to the point where he's benching those guys. I think Mike Brown has a very similar story when it comes to Kevin Herter to where it's like, 
I've given this guy tons of opportunity. I gave him a leash. We're now 22 games into the season. He's played 21 of them. I I got to start taking his minutes here because clearly, like you said, it, it it's pretty obvious that it's either he's got it or he doesn't. And if he doesn't have it on a night, I can't just leave him out there and hope that it's going to turn around, especially when, in theory – we have a deep bench or, or guys that we can at least look at to go to that could fill a similar role to what he's doing out there. Yeah, and you know what you are wanting to get from Kevin Herter, whether you're going to get it or not, as we see on the text line from the 916. We need to get Kayvon back. Yeah, Kayvon yeah. has not shown up since it looks like the Nuggets, he had 16 against the Nuggets. That was the last time. Kayvon had showed up, and he played really well against the yep. Warriors. He had 21 against the Warriors. And, I, you know, I want to ask Coach this question tonight, but I can already imagine what the answer will be as far as offense. I've asked him a similar question when it comes to Sabonis when he was facing off against the Warriors. And the, the answer is always going to be it's all within the offense. Yeah. He's going to get his looks. But and, you know, I'm not going to try to get too deep here with which coach Mike Brown in the press conference. But, yeah, I think that there is something to be said that his 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 minutes. Here's my question, Chris, in a game where you're getting blown out. Are you surprised that maybe Kevin Herter didn't stay in longer against the Clippers to maybe get going? Try and find the shot. I mean, that's interesting for sure. I mean. You could argue maybe, yeah, that that would have been a, a, a decent idea, you know, get him get him going a little bit in the game where you, you consider it already over. But, you know, it's, it, you know, I that's, that's sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, may, maybe what? he could like that. No, it's not that I don't like it. I, I, I do like it. I think I do think that there's value in it, but there is also sometimes it's just like, you know, you just got to chuck the game up as a loss. And it felt like that Clipper game was just lost and it you know i think if anything it was it was a white flag statement and you know you're just trying to get it, get out of there with no injuries at that point in the game so i i don't know if that would have been the game for it but i think we are getting to the point where yeah i mean if the kings are getting blown out kevin herter you brought it to my attention as well he's not even finishing games anymore like you know there is the cliche of you know it doesn't matter who starts or who finishes and sometimes Kevin would would if he's playing well enough he'll he'll get into that final rotation they'll throw him in there with Malik but mm-hmm. now it's to the point where he's not getting that benefit of the doubt and uh, if if he doesn't have it going he's not going to finish the game so I I think uh, that that's really an interesting thing to to kind of watch as well as uh, is is Malik seems to kind of be firmly in that closing rotation and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has any problem with that. Uh, I think uh, really it, it becomes a question every night of is it going to be Harrison Barnes or is it Kevin Herter that you put into that closing lineup? And, uh, you know, for better or worse, no matter what uh, a large portion of Kings fans think, I think uh, Mike Brown just feels a little bit more solid by having Harrison Barnes in there. But I think Kevin Herter's more than capable of earning that spot. He's just he's just has to be hitting his shots, unfortunately, because, uh, yeah, he's, he's rebounding better this year than he has in the past, but if if he's not knocking down his three-point shot, uh, he, he's not really impacting the game in the way that the Kings need him to. Yeah, and I'm looking here. I was just confirming something. So, Keon Ellis entered the game for Malik Monk with 8.45 left in the game, right? And that, at that point, it was 
one it was 105 to 73 and then you have Kevin Herter as I'm checking right now Kevin Herter okay Kevin Herter didn't play in the fourth and Kevin Herter didn't see and maybe maybe at that point you're thinking so Kevin Herter comes out of the game and it's 81 to 55 with five minutes left yeah. in the third. Malik Monk is more important to this team right now than Kevin Herter. Yeah. I don't think that in garbage time, yeah. I don't want to see Malik Monk. I mean, he wasn't in garbage time. If he checked out with like eight minutes to go, that's probably around the time where they waved the white flag. Like, Keep Kevin in there. I mean, what? They threw Duarte. I mean, Jordan Ford got minutes. Like, I think it was past the point of of any legitimate players getting out there just for the sake of him knocking down shots yeah. and then not playing until Thursday. Like that's, yeah. that's where I was like, ah, like, I don't know if putting him in at the end of the game mm-hmm. really gets him in rhythm for a game. That's two days later. I kind of feel like at that point, it's like, just get him out the game. If you're worried about him getting into a rhythm, have him take a thousand shots after that game's over. Right. And then at shoot around on Wednesday, make sure he's, he's locked in. And then today, uh, this morning, make sure he's locked in too. I, I think that does you more good than, trying to get him in rhythm at the end of that game. Just just yeah. for that specific case. I think as we've seen with guys like Keon Ellis, there is value in checking in at the end of the game just for the sake. I mean, Keegan did it in the playoffs as well. Like, there is value in that 100%. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if that, that specific, specific scenario was yeah. the right you one. You see it a lot in the playoffs. Yeah, and then it kind of turns into a thing, which it's not. I don't think it's a thing yet. Right. I, think, I think Kevin Herter has been... Flying under the radar. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I know no one's. Yeah. These minutes diminishing, and and Michael say, well, that's how was, coaches blown, talk, right? That's how coaches out, make statements. Exactly. Is by minutes. You're saying it without saying it. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, where would you rank Coach Mike Brown compared to other coaches? Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Kings are going to get it done against the Thunder. We shall see First which Kings thunder. team will show up, really, is, is the biggest question. And does the ball go in the basket? That's how you know whether the Kings yeah. will win or not. For most teams, but really... Really, really for the Kings and Coach Mike Brown, reigning Coach of the Year. Unanimous. Unanimous. And, you know, he makes some decisions, and I feel like the media is pretty nice to Coach Mike Brown. But yeah, when right you, now, for sure. When you bring a team to the playoffs that hasn't been to the playoffs in a very long time. That'll get you some favor. You That is, that is going to get you a, a good bit of time here. Yeah. Now, when that time starts to change – we shall see. It'll and happen right eventually. Now, it'll happen eventually. It happens and to e- everybody. Even right now, right, the Kings are still above average. So no need to come down his road. But when you dig more into the the nook and cranny of it and you see blowouts, seven of their nine losses have been blowouts of 18 or more, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I ask you. And that is a coaching problem, too. That's, I would say so. seems to be an indication of some form or version of your team isn't 
properly prepared. It's not. In some way. Definitely the player's effort plays a factor into it, but mm-hmm. if you're getting killed, like you said, seven out of nine games, some of that has to be preparation. It, it, it's bizarre. I, I think it's I think it's a little bit bizarre. So you have a ranking from, yeah. what, the beginning of the year yes. of where Coach Mike Brown sits compared to everybody else. Yes, this is from Complex Sports. Uh, and, you know, everybody's got their own list and, and agendas and, and what they feel like is important in coaching and all that. Uh, but this is just a, a rough – a rough outlook of how uh, maybe the the national or, or the the outside perspective of uh, of NBA coach ranks go. Uh, this has should we start at number one or should we start at number ten? Let's start at number one. All right, let's start really? at number not ten. No, let's, let's start, at start, start at number ten. Okay, let's start at number ten. Uh, Thank number, you, Nate. Okay, number ten on this list, and I ask uh, for a very specific question because number ten is Mike Brown. That's why on I wanted this list. to start. Yeah, with that's that's, uh, and you know, I I think it's interesting. I kind of think, and this is again taken after last year, so right. there's a lot of uh, feelings of you know, oh, this guy just brought the Kings to the playoffs first time in in 16 years. I actually kind of feel like he's he's higher on this list, especially looking at the other names above him, which I just list now since yeah. you know, we don't really care about everybody else's position. There's Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies, who I guarantee if you were to do this now, he'd probably not be in yeah, here. But no way. I will also say the Minnesota Timberwolves head coach, Chris Finch, not included in this list. So if you just want to sub one for the other, one was the hot team of the past right. two years, and the Grizzlies now seems to be the Timberwolves era. Or I shouldn't call it an era yet. There you go. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so throw Chris Finch in there. Uh, they've got... Uh, at number eight, Quinn Snyder, who he, that feels like he's still riding a little bit of the smoke off of his Utah Jazz years, mm-hmm. which, fantastic coach. But I just think the thing, especially when you're talking about ranking coaches, yeah. you, it, you do got to take current performance into effect. Now, if this is if we're doing all-time legacy, of course, like a guy like Greg Popovich is going to be number one on this list. But uh, if we're talking right here, right now, the coaching job that you're currently doing with your current situation – I don't think Quinn Snyder's a, a top ten so coach either. right now. I think I think again that's kind of really leaning off of his past success. Um, Monty Williams, number seven. This was probably written immediately after Monty Williams signed that huge contract. Monty's a great coach. I, I think he he did wonderful things in Phoenix. Got dealt an almost impossible hand in Detroit, but at the same time, losing twenty one games in a row. They cashed that's, him out. That's though. not just a co- that's not just a, a bad players. I think you know your yeah. coach. You're, you 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 know you should probably be able to to squeeze a couple more wins. Out well, of and they're roster. not happy with it. Javen Ivy can't yeah. can't get yeah. off the bench. Yeah. And personal, what, and which is bizarre. I mean, personal. Monty really he can't get off the bench. Yeah, and you can't win a game. That makes no sense. And he's a second year. player. He can't be much worse than that. And you're playing Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. Okay, I think I think there's room for development for Jaden Ivey. What what does that practice look like? It's got to be bad. It can't be good. It's it's definitely like, I mean, yeah, I have no idea. I would assume that it's at that point you've lost 21 straight. You gotta like just start teaching fundamentals at that. Like you you're you're doing it from the ground up at that. Now I'm not saying here's how to do a bounce pass and a yeah. chest pass, but I think at that point you really are telling guys. Like you're you're just hammering the the importance of the small things like boxing out and you know finishing possessions and layup lines <laughs> probably not layup lines but probably not far off layup lines. Uh, let's finish up this list: Nick Nurse, Greg Popovich, Ty Lue, uh, Mike Malone, Steve Kerr, and Eric Spolstra. Like, like why is Greg Popovich there? I mean that's that's a legacy thing, and I think you know we'll, we'll see how how. Uh, 
you know, how much or how quick they rebuild with Wemby, but you know, he kept them slightly afloat when they had, you know, guys like DeMar DeRozan and yeah. and and uh LaMarcus Aldridge, ago. but that's a that's a legacy vote for sure. I think if we were doing like a current standings of NBA coaches, you have to put Eric Spolstra up there. I mean, with mm-hmm. what he did with Miami last year and uh even this year Miami looks great. Jaime Jaquez looks like he's ready to make an impact on that team immediately already. Uh you got to put uh you got to put Steve Kerr in there, unfortunately. Like, even though that Warrior team is struggling, you got to say uh, he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Mark Dagnall of the Thunder, yes, absolutely yes. have to put him up there again. Chris Finch is somebody you got to put up there. Mike Malone absolutely is at the top of that list. But I feel like Mike Brown is kind of on that next tier of guys yeah. where he's with the Ty Lues. He's with you know the. I would say Mark Dagnall's probably more in that grouping of guys, but. Mike Brown is undoubtedly, and even this list can't deny, he's a top 10 coach in the NBA, which I don't know if the Kings have had since Rick Allen. Well, I guess probably since Mike Malone. 10 feels maybe a little bit low for Mike Brown, but top five would feel too high. Top five. So I think I'm good with it, and we'll see. I think some of the guys in front of him wouldn't be in front of him. I love Nick Nurse. I think Nick Nurse is a great coach. Yeah. He's up there for sure. Yeah. I mean, they lose James Harden and. Right, you still got Joel Embiid and and Tyrese Maxey stepping up. So, all right, got to get to a break. When we get back, Nate has the sound from Zion Williamson and also Kevin Garnett. And we also have our dog segment sponsored by nobody yet, but could be sponsored by you. Call Nate to be a part of this. Potential investors, possibly sponsoring the dog segment. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local. Live and local. This is Town Sports. Styles and Watkins, Town Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Got our dog segment coming up. Not trying to be lazazazical. We have that sound. We have Kevin Garnett. Which one is worse? And by the way, before we play this sound, the only reason I feel comfortable, you know, joking about how something gets pronounced is because of the job that we do. And I would hope Nate and Simone and all of our producers, when I mess up or when you mess up, cut what we mess up and replay it. And they do. That's the only reason, right. As a, as a public speaker, I would joke about this because I like when people joke me when I get caught up on stuff, but let's go to Ken. Who's been waiting through the break. 916-339-1140. Ken wants to be a part of the conversation. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. What's up, Ken? What you got for us? Oh, what it do, fellas, man? You're always a pleasure to listen to, man, every afternoon, Monday through Friday, man. It's always good to hear the information that you swing out. Thank you, sir. Nate, cut that. Nate, cut that. What's up, Ken? (laughs) Hey, Kevin Herter, man, I just think he's mentally done, man. You know, since the All-Star break, you know, him making um, that well, since the three-point contest, him making two shots out of 20 or whatever it was. Interesting. So, he's, got, he's gotten worse, man. And it, what, what's happening is that he's getting deeper and deeper into this mental process of him making a shot. So, he's not naturally shooting that shot. And the more he misses and the more, and the more he doesn't, doesn't – um, and he's not successful, 
Hey, man, it gets worse for Kevin Herter. I just watched him decline. Yeah, I don't think there's no upside to Kevin Herter. Real, real talk. I'm trying. I'm trying to give him a shot. You know, when watching him, okay, some games, but he's just falling off. And then Mike Brown sees it. 16 minutes, and you normally play 30. Hey, I'm not the only one that sees it, man. But I just, I wanted him to do well coming from the ATL, but he's just been, he's in, he's in his head now. You already know in sports. Once you get it in your head and you hear all the chatter from 1140, you hear the chatter from ESPN, you hear the chatter from NBA TV, mm-hmm. man, you're not the player that you used to be. And, you, and then the more you fail, the more you're successful. So I don't think he's going to get out that rut. I think we should trade him, him and Barnes, get him up out of here and put Monk in the starting lineup. Mm. And K-Dub is out. That's a great call, Ken. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know that I love going to, to the about. whole sports psychology piece of this. And we have – the 916 on the text line saying we can't lose Malik Spark off the bench. So I think it is a really, a really good conversation on where should things move because Kevin Herter, we thought he powered through. Unfortunately, sometimes injuries happen and it's tough to get back off the horse or on the horse because yeah. we at the beginning of the season, he was going from struggling in the playoffs it leaked into this season. He powers through. He gets on the heater. Then he injures his finger. Yep. And ever since injuring his finger, he hasn't really been the same guy, uh, which is unfortunate. And he's had a couple games here or there where he's looked good, like we said, had 21 against the Warriors, 16 a couple games ago. But it's getting to the point now where, yeah, as hard as he tries on defense, I mean, let's just let's just keep it all the way 1,000. Do you really want to see Kevin Herter instead of Sasha Vazankov at this point? Seriously. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting for sure. Like I mean if because it it does bring up the question if Kevin's not hitting the 3, what is he bringing you on the floor? And I think I, that's where I I I hear uh I hear the the what is Kevin Herter's upside because it really does feel like a lot of the time, yeah, if he's not hitting that shot, he's 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 just kind of out there, especially to close out games. Like he's he's you can't put the ball in his hands really to create offense. Defensively, he's good at getting deflections, but he's not really great at the point of attack defense. So, I mean, yeah, it 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 makes you wonder. Yeah, like a guy like Sasha, you feel like has a little bit more room to grow. I don't know if it's a one for one swap of sure. his minutes go for him, but it it does bring up the question of yeah, are you maximizing everything that this team has by? by continuing to roll out Kevin Herter. I don't know. I, I think that Herter still is a massive part of this offense because if Kevin Herter, who has made shots his entire life up until this point, if he can start hitting them again, like we've seen what this Kings team looks like when they hit their shots. They look great. They look like one of the best teams in the yeah. NBA. And so I think that's kind of the great white whale, if you will, where mm-hmm. the Kings are just looking at that and they say – yeah, he's not shooting well right now, but if he can just get to that spot, if he can get to what the guy that he looked like at points last year or when he's at his best, this team goes to a completely different level. And I think that they just kind of see that and hope that, you know, this is a guy who's still young in his career. Kevin Herter's 25 years old. We can't forget that. Like, he's still got a lot of room to grow himself, whether it just – it doesn't even have to be – scoring more points it could just be becoming more efficient at getting the same amount of points I just think it's still a little bit early in his career to just kind of give up on him in total I think that there's still something there and 
uh, you know, judging him at his I'm worst. Giving up on him. Yeah. But but I don't think you're giving up on him. I don't know that Kevin Herter. People are saying to ship him off. I mean, that, that well, to me sounds to like giving You have to if you want to talk about trades. He has to be sure. a part of that conversation. I mean, if you're looking for a big fish, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have to get an OG and a newbie, then yeah, you're probably going to have to throw a Herter salary. I'm going to be honest with you, Chris, as I always am. Yeah, I would hope so. I don't know that Kevin Herter is a starter on a championship team. I don't know. I'm not saying he, he isn't. Be. I'm saying I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he could be. I definitely think he could I be. I don't know. I don't see why he couldn't be. I don't think like he's that big of a of a of a liability anywhere. I think it's. No, I don't I think, think it's he. Just, I don't yeah. think. I don't think he is either. But I think that my first question, if somebody, if my first question, if somebody were to say, yeah, I think Kevin Herter could be a starter on a championship team, my first question would be, well, who are the other starters? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, right? 100%. And I think that's for what sure. I, I think that's where where I'm at with this right now. And between between Herter and Harrison Barnes, and any way you split it, these guys, right, there's so much on the De'Aaron Foxes and the right. Sabonises to carry. That's why, I, that's why I would say, and that's why we're having the conversations about Pascal and OG. Right. You got to get everybody to elevate unless you're just, and you have two really good players, yeah. but is it enough? Let's go to Chris quickly before we go to dog. Chris, you got about 30 seconds before we go to our dog segment, 916-339-1140. What's up, Chris? What you got for us? Hey, speaking of dogs, I think we need more, man. I've just noticed a lot recently, especially Herder. He, he will get into the paint. He has that 10 to 15-foot little floater, jumper, and then you know, turn around and kick it back out for a three, man. I, I, uh, I know I've got a short time, but I just want to say we need to be more aggressive within the paint, um, not even saying if our shots aren't falling, but you know, go get somebody that's going to take that and be aggressive. So um, love you guys. Keep going. Do what you're doing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the call, you, Chris. Chris. Yeah, name. cut that as well, Nate. Yeah, Chris says great name for Chris. Thank you for that call. And yeah, who? But who is it then, yeah. right? And Herder can get that fir- that floater going. Herder can get the floater going, right? That if he can continue to do that, then you got action. But just playing hot potato until somebody shoots a three, it's not always going to work. All right, let's go to our dog segment. It'll be a quicker, quicker dog segment here. I will start today, and I picked Herder, and he didn't do anything, so I'm done with Herder. Yeah, you for should now. be done with it. I, I'm hel- I'm trying to help the team out here, yeah. and now I feel like I don't want to pick it. I don't even want to partake <laughs> in this. But actually, the last time I was hot was Harrison Barnes, but I won't go with Harrison. I'm gonna go with. It's been a while since I picked my boy. Boy, we talk. We'll talk about the growth even more about the growth of Keegan Murray tomorrow as we have the crosstalk coming up here in just a few moments. Keegan Murray. There you go. I got Keegan Murray tonight. I'm not even joking. Off. That was going to be my pick as well. I'm Last sorry. time when they played OKC, Keegan had 24 points, wow. 11 rebounds, three steals, four offensive rebounds. They need him. They need him to be big. I mean, OKC really doesn't present too many of those uh, long, versatile wings that we like to talk about a lot. They have Jalen Williams, uh, who I'm a fan of. But besides that, I mean, they have big guards, but they really don't have big forwards. Tonight's a night for Keegan to kind of throw his weight around. He's been playing with a lot of big guys, so uh, I would hope that going against OKC in a weird way might 
feel easier for him because yeah. he doesn't have to deal with that length. So Kings need Keegan to uh, step up and give them the forward advantage tonight for for once. So you're going Keegan I'm too? I'm going Keegan as wow, well. Wow, doubling up. Nate, who you got? Who's your dog? I'm going Keon. Oh, no, I, I thought you were going to say Keegan <laughs> yeah, Murray. Yeah, I know. Uh, Keon. Yeah, Keon. I'm going with Keon, dude. Okay. He's well, got. I know it, it gets dicey with the whole contract situation. You know what? He, get, he right, can play 50 games, yeah. right? Before he gets a, a full contract. But even then, if he has a full contract, he can only play so many still, right? Uh, no, if he has a full contract, he's he's totally good. They can play him as okay. much as he wants, and he's just on the roster. Yeah, I just uh, – I know there's stipulations everywhere, but Keon's right. my guy. Keon's like your it. guy. Need the length today. SCA, yeah. as you said, the big guards that the Thunder have. So there you go, real quick. From the sack chat, Manny Two Legit's got Keegan. Dwayne Baker has Fox because it will be a Kentucky Ooh. battle. Ooh. I like that one, Dwayne Baker. So there you go. All right, got to get to a break when we get back. Cross crossover with the Drive Guys. Siles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sackdown Sports. Out on YouTube, search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 15 more minutes with you before we hand it over to the drive, guys. And that is who we are joined by right now Whitey Gleason and Kyle Draper. How are you two doing at Golden One? How's it feeling out there? Drapes is back. I'm back, man. Uh, still not 100%, though. You know, my normal gusto won't be there for the full uh, three and a half hours or whatever. But uh, 80% of Drapes is better than a lot of people, right? Lady? That's right. Than a lot of people. <laughs> there you They're go. Just, yeah. You well, guys just talk about the dog of the day. That's a See, he's like a dog. He, you know, some people, oh, I'm going to stay in bed. But he's got a lot of dog. I might have to change my vote. Yeah, I might have to yeah, change my right. vote to Drapes tonight so for the dog of the game. Goal. Appreciate sure. that. Appreciate and, that. And you have – game. You have – Really a, a injured team right now here at Sacktown Sports because you have you have Dave coming right. off the IR. He's <laughs> he he had to do it remote. Simone is raising her hand. She's coming off the disabled mm. list as mm. well. And Draper. So hopefully we can get healthy before I this know, this run. We got the we got the Suns, the Timberwolves, the Celtics coming up. Guys, we got to get healthy. Yeah, you know what I was thinking you guys should do, too, talking about dogs? And you're right. Hopefully everybody gets healthy for the holidays and ho, ho, ho. But you should come up with your own analytics acronym, whatever DOG is. Ooh. And you could have your own, yeah. like, hey, this guy had two steals. That's two dog points or something. So mm. when you pick. Quantify, right. Yeah. Who was the dog of the game? You'd actually have your formula. And you can have that. That's yours if you want that. So that's your. your oh, you're helping those guys. Wow. Give yeah. them some, if they some want free it. free game right yeah. there. No, they thank you, Whitey. Yeah, because yeah, right now sometimes we <laughs> go based on thing. offense. Yeah. It's, it's just an eye test. Like game right. manager. Like game manager <laughs> oh being, being the eye test. Not sure if you guys heard this conversation earlier, but I, I think that you will have some interesting things to say before we get to our Kings talk. Cam Newton has made a lot of waves, as he did a lot when he was a player, but now as a podcaster calling Brock Purdy as well as Dak Prescott and two of game managers, let's focus on Brock Purdy. I was telling Chris that in, in a long-winded way I would call – Brock Purdy, a game manager plus, if that's possible. But if you're not able to, and you simply have to say yes or no to Brock being a game manager, or I guess the other thing would be elite, right? Is Brock Purdy a game manager? 
So is that our only two options, game manager and elite? I think think so. I don't don't know, right? I I have no clue. I I don't. I'm going to lean toward, if I had to lean toward one, Mm -hmm. I would say game manager. Yeah. And and, and this is not a knock on him. It's just that in the tightest of moments, we haven't seen him go out there and have to win a game. Mm -hmm. And so you're only giving me two options. To me, the elite is the Montanas of the world Mm -hmm. lead you on a two-minute drive, the Patrick Mahomes of the world. Like, that's that's that level. And the rest, you know, to Cam Newton's point – he put a lot of quarterbacks in that game manager, a lot of quarterbacks that's right. that's what Chris up for said. MVP yeah. right now. So right. I, I don't know if that's necessarily as big of a knock as it is. You know, if we're only choosing between elite and game manager, I would say game manager. Yeah. To me, he's elite, but he hasn't had a chance to conclusively prove that yet. Mm. So I understand why some people would say, oh, not yet. I think he can prove it, but he hasn't in all fairness. Uh, Mike, Mike Sando today revisited his quarterback tiers, and the way he broke wow. it down I thought was brilliant. And he says some evaluators look at it this way. Um, there are some guys like Manning and Brady. There aren't a lot of guys like those. But when the other team knows that they're throwing every down, they're like, uh-oh, we got a problem. There are still other guys, mostly everybody else, who teams are trying to stop the run so they can put the quarterback in that situation where, okay, now he's got to throw every down. Mm-hmm. I think Brock is still one of those guys. I think eventually, I, if given the chance, I think he'll prove that you don't want to mess with him that way. But let's be honest, he hasn't had to prove that yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great point, and that makes me think of – I mean, it feels like he's not quite there yet because, to Alan pointed it out, like in the Eagles game, it felt like they tried to establish, okay, Brock is, is going to beat you with his arm today, and then the first two drives kind of stalled out, and they kind of mm-hmm. had to get into the offense a little. So it, it, it is interesting, and I haven't heard anybody phrase it the way Whitey did, but I do think that's interesting that I, I think there's a lot of people out there who believe Brock is – an elite guy, he just hasn't quite had the opportunity to show it. And I think it's interesting, Drapes brings up the the two-minute thing. I do wonder if that's the kind of thing that it would take for Brock to get thrown more into or out of the game manager conversation is, hey, man, when push comes to shove, you need to win a game. Go go do a two-minute drive. And sometimes it you, you won't change people's opinion until you have like an actual moment like right that. which isn't completely fair but that's no, just but of that's course the reality he of did it. do it at halftime when they were down against the rams he did do it at halftime and and i think it was a 99 98 yard drive under 2 minutes and ended up scoring so we we'll see what happens with brock as they get ready to you know, power through and take on with the yeah. Cardinals and, and and hopefully they keep rolling. Guys, switching over to the Kings here before we hand the keys over to you. They're going to bounce back tonight because seven out of nine of their losses, they've lost by 18 or more. That's pretty bad. Okay, so which Kings are we getting tonight? That's a great question. History suggests that we'll, we'll get a bounce back effort from the Sacramento Kings, you know. I think four of their losses uh, of 20 or more have been on the road. And and so they've definitely been a better home team, obviously, the last Clippers game here, you know, withstanding. And so I, I think you'll get a better effort. Uh, remember, we beat this team earlier this year with no De'Aaron Fox in this building. Now you get De'Aaron Fox back. And we know historically, too, De'Aaron Fox gets up to go against other star guards. Mm-hmm. And so that Shea Gilgis-Alexander matchup tonight is going to be huge. And so I, I think, you know, 
part of me is is wishing this, hoping this, but I think uh, we'll, we'll get a better effort than what we saw the other night in L.A. Yeah, OKC appears pretty legit right now. They're top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating, but their schedule, you know, still early enough in the year where that's a factor. Their schedule hasn't been that tough. But I wanted to ask my buddy Chris a question, if I may. Chris, do you think, as I do, this is my theory. You would know you're there. Do you think Allen did the whole game manager thing today and game manager plus just so he could – do kind of a flex about I go to Morton's and they know my name. Look, don't start, Whitey. Don't start with me. And I'm glad. Look, and I'm glad. It's a theory. It's a question. No, and I'm glad. You're just I'm asking just questions, asking Whitey. Question. We, I gotta hop in anyway and hand over the keys to you guys, the drive I guess I guys. I can't answer. And Draper and, and Chris can answer tomorrow, and Draper can answer when you guys come back and do your show. You got the drive guys up next with Whitey Gleason just and Kyle question. Draper is back. Thank you for listening to Styles and Watkins. Until next time, which is tomorrow. <laughs> Secure the bag, light the beam.